0: Buddy, Hope your week was grand. I'll tell you, Friday, the weather on Friday was unbelievable. I wish I could have rode horses, but guess where I was? Ready for this? Ask me the question. Where Come were on, you? Hope. I was golfing. You were? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were a golfer, I don't think. (laughs) And no, I'm not. You're not. Okay. I play a wicked game of ping pong. Yes. But otherwise, (laughs) uh, no, uh, I graduated from Alexander Ramsey in Rollsville. Okay. In 1973. And uh, they've been having kind of like a get-together of golfing and uh, every year, I think, for the last 12, 15 years. And I usually can't go because I do my nine eleven drive. Sure. And so, but this year they did it a week at, you know, this week, so it was a week later. Okay. So I got to go. So anyway, I've done several golfing benefits you know i don't see any sense folks i'm sorry 18 holes is way way I'm typically too much. driving the beer cart cuz i can't drive, uh, or i can't golf either so well you know just we started on the first hole okay there was 26 of us we our group started at uh, on, on the first hole <laughs> to get to just the putting green mm-hmm. it took me at least 15 shots oh wow Whoa. and it took me about another 3 4 to get it in the hole so <laughs> but uh so by the third hole i decided okay i'm done yeah. So starting in the fourth hole, I just, I said, I will drive and I will putt. You know, I, you know, whereas I'll drive, okay, wherever, oh, look at that, was a good shot, yay me, go pick up the ball. Yes, <laughs> yep. And then wait for everybody else to finish there as well as two others. Okay, so then when they got up on the green, then I would take whoever was the farthest on the green, I would drop my ball and putt from there. Okay. Okay, so I didn't take the best ball on the putting green, I right. took the worst ball on the putting green, because I wasn't earning it. <laughs> So anyway, and uh, we all we got ahead of car to force, and so it was it was fun. I only brought three clubs. I brought a putter. Okay, something in between. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I, a driver. I, right. <laughs> I don't need a whole set of golf clubs to go and say, okay, which one should I use? That takes up time. Mm-hmm. I'm either driving, putting, or hitting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, my middle one didn't get to get used because I decided on the fourth hole. Never mind. I will drive and putt. <laughs> so and I had a, I had one awesome shot. We went to Forest Hills, which is a private. Club, so apparently somebody in there knows somebody, and so that's why we got to go there. Okay, beautiful course. Oh, a little I tough bet. if you ask me, <laughs> of course, anything would be tough for me since I don't golf. But uh, there's the, the hole closest to the golf, uh, the lot, lodge, and everybody is right off there. And it where you're up on a hill, and then the hill goes straight down, and then there's a pond in the bottom, and the hill goes straight up from the other top, okay, I mean, to the other side, and then so literally you're golfing from the top of a hill to a top of a hill you you know they with go. water and yeah yes <laughs> okay so i'm like oh please i don't want to go in the water don't want right. to go in the water you won't believe this i did i <gasps> darned near peed my pants i hit that summer mule and it went straight and guess what it landed on the green that's awesome awesome was it i just like i'm like did you see wow. that? Did you see that? Well, and so uh, it took me, then when I got in the green, okay, so that was one shot to get on the green. Okay, And yes. it took me two more shots to get into the hole, you know, and to, to put in the hole. But uh, a couple of the people that I was with, yeah, two of them, they... Two, put two balls into the pond. and But I was so proud of that shot. That was just like, ah, oh, hallelujah. So, it sounds so, fun though. Like oh. a fun, like get together yeah. activity. No, and it, it was. was beautiful. So uh, we, uh, I, my, uh, golf with my girlfriend, Barb, who's trying to learn golf. And then, uh, Ben, he, both who I graduated with anyway, she, So, I mean, you could tell he was a golfer. You should have saw his attire and stuff. (laughs) But I was just glad. I don't know if it was just us. We were kind of like, you know, his bad luck. He had some really awesome shots. But still, uh, I could tell he knew his golfing game. Yeah. But I think we kind of screwed it up. We weren't exact. I wasn't exact. I shouldn't say, but it was me. (laughs) I was a little, you know, here we go. (laughs) You're just showing up. Yeah, I'm the cheerleader. (laughs) Yep. And I was blowing bubbles and everything. Everybody's like. Look at the bubbles! I've got this thing that makes these big bubbles. Okay, and a golf course course is oh, wow. so cool, and there's hardly any wind, so it really oh it was so fun. We had, oh, I had cool. more fun blowing bubbles. Than golf.
1: <laughs> I would have same. I would have been doing the same. Yeah, I should say
0: waving bubbles. These are bubbles that you don't you don't blow; you just wave like a big, big wand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and the food there was fanta- fantastic, and boy, they do make very tasty drinks. <laughs> well, good. They weren't cheap on the. Oh, they didn't hold back on the on the alcohol side. <laughs> it sounds so much fun oh, it was so we had a good time and then yesterday I had a manners class and a couple private lessons And but anyway but, yeah, yeah, but like I said Friday the weather couldn't have been more gorgeous and then I mean there wasn't even a breath of air it was just, just picture perfect clear skies Oh, man, it was gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I should be riding, not golfing. But anyway, we had You're a good outside, time. though. Yes. So that's good. So I was good. happy with that. <laughs> so did you do any golfing this week? I I did not. Okay. I,
1: <laughs> I did do have, I had a, a safe bonfire with friends. Oh, so nice. So that was nice. my Friday night. So oh, that's nice. It was well, that's still a
0: beautiful night, Friday yes. night. Yes.
1: And it was interesting because a couple of them I actually haven't seen like in six months Oh my! like okay. we talk in our yeah. group chat yeah. every day mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i'm yeah, like actually you. seeing them you know at a safe distance having a fire i was like it's fun it's, you know it's like
0: irreplaceable yeah
1: exactly like oh my gosh it's yeah. been that long yeah, so it yeah. was really great no that's
0: exactly the truth it just kind of yeah i can't wait for the day you i mean i've never been a huggy person me either and so um but i'm a handshakey person yes uh, but my mom, when my mom was leaving, um, 1999 is when she died of bone cancer. And so the last six months she kept yelling into my head. no, hugging is good. Yep. Hugging mm-hmm. is good. You need to get over this. Hugging is good. Yes, mom. So every day when I, you know, left, I had a hugger, you know, <laughs> so I started getting better at the huggy thing. So now I find myself even, you know, you know what I mean, uh, you know, before this hit, I, I, I become a, not a great hugger. But even my girlfriends are like, "Whoa, we're better," because <laughs> you had to say "Catch you later," and I turn and walk, and some of my girlfriend just grab me, just hug the stuff. Yeah. He's like, you will get a hug whether you like it or not. I <laughs> have friends that are like hugger huggers, you yeah. know. So, yeah. so it's so, been tough. Yeah. So I've got yeah. So I've gotten used to the, to hugging. So these, I just think it's ironic. I finally get used to it, <laughs> and now you're not supposed to really. But <laughs> no, I can't do yeah. it. So it's just like well. A sub-day that day will come. Hopefully, okay. well, hopefully, some of you guys got great questions for me today. Yeah, it's me, myself, I, my, me, myself, and I, and Hope answering the phone. So if you got a question, give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. And today I want to talk about uh, it's fall, so we got to start bumping up the omega threes and sixes in the dogs and the cats' diets because the furnace is going to start coming on. And then I want to talk about. Uh, now it's gonna warm days and cool nights. The ticks just love, so that's gonna happen here. We're gonna get some warm days and cool nights, so the ticks are gonna make a resurgence. So we're gonna talk about naturally doing things and naturally flea stuff, and then um, also what I don't get over people that want to feed the dogs, you know, a healthier diet. They they're doing supplements. They're you know they're really taking the bull by the horns and doing you know the great things for the dogs. But then they keep doing the vaccinations and they keep putting chemicals on and in the dogs, and they're blowing any success that they would have, uh, you know, so that doesn't make any sense to me. So we want to talk a little bit about that, too. And, of course, whatever you bring up. And then also, uh, you know, now maybe is a good time to think about maybe next summer you want to do an organic lawn. Get ready by this fall. And so you can call um, uh, Organic Lawns by Lunseth, L-U-N-S-E-T-H dot dot org or dot dot com organic lawns by Lunseth l u n s e t h dot com and and start thinking and look into doing things more natural we have to do this folks we're such a chemo, chemically happy Generation it drives me nuts, and so I just want to try to get you guys to think more for for ourselves, for our own health, our kids' health, our grandkids' health, our cats, our dogs, everything, all those chemicals. And even you may do uh, and prove to your neighborhood that it can be done organically, and hopefully get all your other neighbors off of the chem lawn, uh, you know, chem happy, you know, chemical happy people. That's what I was going to say, you know, on the lawns. So so that's why we got to do that. So. Anyway, uh, should we run the break, come back and start answering some questions? Sounds good. Perfect. Okay, this is a cat question. You ready for this? Why do cats rub up against people? Why do cats run up against, rub up against people? Be back. Look that much. Oh baby All right, thanks for tuning in yourself. and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me and Hope. We're here every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. Answering a canine question and occasionally... Feline question, and this is a trivia question about cats. Why do cats why, rub up against people? Why do you think?
1: I a couple thoughts. Like my first thought was like they just want attention, and then maybe I maybe more to that that they're like scared, okay. and that's
0: why they're trying to get attention nope. that way. They're marking us as their territory. Oh. Okay, and okay. that's why if you see a cat enter a room, if there's a couch or a chair or something there, they, or even the side of the wall, that they will rub their chin on it, saying that they're they are entering the room. And that's why if you have a chair or something that they can scratch on, they usually will as they're entering a room. They don't do it when they leave, but they do it when they come. They mark, like rub their chin up against that to say, "Hey, this is my territory, and I'm entering it." And that's why they they will rub against us to mark us, our people, as their territory. So there you have it. So you wondered about. That now you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get to the phone lines.
1: Yes, we have Julie, and she has two dogs, and one dog attacked the other dog. Oh, bummer, bummer. Let's see what we got. Hey, Julie, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing well, thank
0: you. Okay, okay. Um, What kind of dogs are they?
2: So I have two rescue dogs. One, my oldest, is a whippet lab mix, and she's eight. And then I have a new dog that we don't quite know—a lab mix of some sort. Much bigger, and she's eight months. Um, I feed them separately in separate areas, but at the same time. But my old dog finished first. Went over to my puppy, I guess, and just the dog, the
0: eight-month-old, went crazy. Okay. Loud fighting. Yep. Now, how long have we had and, the two together? Or how long have we had? How long have you been a family?
2: We have since um, Charlie, the puppy, was about. Three
0: months. Okay, so it's eight months. So so five months, things have been going along pretty smooth or what?
2: Yeah, very smooth. Okay. And she just started getting really territorial. Okay.
0: And I... played with the food with my hands and had my kids feed the puppy with the food. No, that doesn't do anything. All that does is mess with the food. (laughs) Just like if you were like, let's say I was eating a hamburger and you come over and hey, let me take a look at that hamburger and you go to pick it up. I'm going to smack you silly. Don't be touching my food. (laughs) Nobody touches anybody's food. End of story. Okay, that's an old wives tale to play with the dog's food and stuff like that. If anything, you're creating more of a problem because you're messing with the food and the dog thinks you're going to take it from them and they're depending on the personality of the dog some dogs are like well, whatever but will you leave my food alone because I'm really hungry (laughs) but there are some dogs that have the edge to them that instinctually in nature they are dogs are made to eat real fast I mean gulp it down as fast as you can okay and if they overeat they go they have the uncanny uh, ability to go now that their guts about ready to blow up (laughs) is to go and then ralph it up okay? okay and then what sometimes they do is they bury it so for future use because they you know, they're not guaranteed tomorrow they're going to get fed. Okay. Right. And you, and you know, you're going to feed your dog every day, but the dogs don't, they know that time of day food usually comes, but they don't know that for sure. All right. Right. So, but the thing is, is there are some dogs that make uh high, they deem their bowl high value or a special toy high value, usually something edible. And so if okay. you have one that is doing this, then they need to be fed in separate rooms. Or one Mm -hmm. in a kennel, one in a room, so that they are totally locked apart. So then what's going to happen, because one will eat different than the other. All right. One will, you know, yeah. And so the one that scarfs, they can't then hurry up and go over and take the other one. So now you've got control of the dishes. So what you're going to do when the one scarfs and eats it and he's done, okay, fine, you go pick up his bowl. And then you go check, you know, on the other one, how that one's doing. Okay. And if if he's not done yet, you know, make sure you close it, make sure the dog doesn't get to it you know type thing. don't right. be in a hurry to pick up that other dog's bowl because sometimes too, okay. you can just throw like a nugget in there just to kind of keep him busy and keep him away from when you open the door to the other one okay so, right. that, so that he doesn't charge in there and you know like okay what's left over <laughs> right all right and then yeah, like that a, was crazy yeah and so then also uh like say edible things you, you know if you get any kind of chews or something like that that can be deemed mm-hmm. high value so then they're in two separate areas for that and so what you just got to do. is the less chance the more times they can chew on this stuff and there is nothing going on then the more chances later that they will accept you know if so another one walks by but if right off the bat something happens bad sometimes in that that animosity is built and then they they start guarding their stuff (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. so just kind of look around and you've got anything chewable edible pick those all up all right, the only toys that are going to be out usually when you got two dogs or any dog. If you have one dog, there should only be two toys out at a time. All the all the toys yeah. are put away. And so that's why and okay. then you rotate the toys so then you keep anything everything interesting because it's just like two-legged kids. They got every toy known to man. They're sitting in the vastness right. of toys and they say, "I'm bored." Yeah. Well, if you gather all those toys and you put them away and you bring them out and rotate them, it's like Christmas every so often. All right? They forget about that toy. Oh, that's it. And then they're intrigued by it. So that's what you should right. do. You know, always rotate the toys anyway to keep there. But that's what you just want to do is watch and see what. And if you can see, the, like, uh, you know, the 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 pup, Charlie, you know, is like, yeah. you, you know, he, all of a sudden he freezes you know, where he's mm-hmm. stiff, he's thinking not nice thoughts. And so we want to get into <laughs> his head and go, Charlie, hey, what are you doing, buddy? Come here. Hey, buddy, come here. Come here, come here, come, come here. Try to break his, okay. you know, attention and then take care of the matter. Like, let's say somebody gave the other dog a, a cookie and he's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's what you got to right. do is learn to read him. There, when people have multiple dogs, there's a dog book. You, there's a book you need to read. One is ca- it's okay. called um, Canine Body Language. Canine body mm-hmm. language by Alof, Aloff A L O F F. All right, okay. and so what that does is it helps you under it do how a dog holds his head, his tails, his ears. If they freeze, okay, that that's they're talking to each other. All right, you've got to learn those talking points so that you can okay. jump into the head and say, hey, hey, hey. We don't even do that when a dog is about ready to be naughty, naughty to another, you know, where you can see uh, you know, something might happen. The worst thing you could do is come down like a thunderbolt. Bad dog! Shame on you, because then what happens is. The dog really technically hasn't done anything yet he was thinking the thought (laughs) has so then he can start thinking of that other dog um gets him in trouble and then animosity starts building there whereas if you can burst that thought bubble hey charlie come here here, buddy yeah you yeah you yeah you you know whereas all of a sudden like uh, uh, oh hi yeah okay yeah whatever you know what i mean all of a sudden you got him from thinking not nice thoughts and you burst that mm-hmm. bubble that he was thinking and and redirected him uh, away from what he was you know trying to target <laughs> sure no and, that makes sense yeah because that seems to
2: go ahead oh go ahead no go ahead um i was just gonna say that um charlie she seems to want to become the alpha Mm -hmm. female. Mm -hmm
0: then you you have no decision you have no what they decide between the two that you have to honor that because there's no way you can say well the other dog was here first so she's number one and you're number two no it does not work with it when you get multiple dogs every dog has a personality and then they they Mm -hmm. have to work it out and if if Charlie starts getting too pushy with the other one you say hey hey hey, be nice be nice come on be nice now and so what you got to try to do and then um, two females have a harder time making a go of it than two males or one of each it's kind of like oh, in the great. human world women are a little bit more witchier <laughs> yeah, yeah okay and so they kind of yeah they kind of cap an attitude a little bit and so that's why two females uh, a pack with more than one female in it sometimes will have a harder a tougher time but that's where you've got to be a good referee and learn to read those thought bubbles and kind of burst them before it actual you know so, uh, it's because right now now when did this happen Last night. Okay, yeah. So, so we feed
2: them at, in the morning once and then in the evening
0: once. Okay. So what's going to happen? This is kind of raw yet. And so what's mm-hmm. going to happen is that you got to pay attention. And if we have to, maybe put Charlie on a, on a leash for, you know, a week or something or, and, and in okay. and out of her kennel just because the other well, the one that got pounded, <laughs> is kind of like yeah. looking over her shoulder going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, and the more the time passes, then that incident, you know, becomes less all right okay and so that's Mm -hmm. what you want to kind of do is just help that things are still heightened right now and so it can happen in the blink of an eye if you don't like i say now make sure you're going to feed them in separate rooms or if you is anybody still in a kennel
2: um charlie goes
0: in a kennel at night but okay feed sir and during the day if we leave okay then you're going to start feeding charlie in the kennel in a story okay Okay. so that charlie's place to eat is going to be the kennel that's it all right oh that's Good. Okay. Yep. And so then she's going to start seeing it more as a, uh, something a positive than a place to go and you leave her whereas she gets to okay. eat there too. And she gets to sleep and put her in there periodically throughout the day for a minute here, five minutes there, just so, you know, it just doesn't mean something that you are leaving her. Okay. And, and so, right. uh, but anyway, so that's what I would just start doing and be, and just, that's just a way now. And so then now you got control of the situation. And then what the whole, mm-hmm. the thing would be is, um, uh, you got to figure out to make sure, like when you're going to go feed Charlie in the kennel, that the other dog doesn't come with. So right. so you've got to either... Put, I can put her in the laundry room after okay, yeah. she eats. So that's that's the thing. Unless, um, you got this is what you've got to try to figure out. Maybe if you feed the other dog first, you know, go in there with the dish. You know what I mean? Because now you're, she's going to her territory. But, you know, shut mm-hmm. the door because so Charlie can't get in there. Uh, so you've right. got to figure out what the pattern's going to be. What's the protocol? Okay. Who gets fed first? What's going to be easiest where it doesn't heighten anybody? Okay. And then just stick to that. Yep. And just stick to that. And like I say, and anything that's, uh, you can see being deemed high value goes away. And if you want to give them like a special treat to chew on or whatever, then, then that go, then Charlie goes into the kennel. Okay. For the special treat and toy or chew, And then uh, just to make sure do you have kids in the house. I, I do okay. i have a 12 and a nine-year-old Oh, okay well then it's not like little kids because well you just got to make it no. you got to pour it in on the, to their head and ingrain it in their brain that when they are separated at no time ever before you let charlie out that anything that can cause a problem is put away mm-hmm. okay okay that makes sense yeah so just set oh, up good. a new routine and then write it down so everybody's aware of the new routine so no med- okay. nobody messes it up and nobody and your other dog doesn't get hurt okay yeah. yeah okay well, thank you so much that you was betcha. super helpful and you i'll check bet. out that book no problem all right Thanks. take care bye-bye yeah that's where people they you know they have a tendency they want all dogs to get along but food is a huge thing and like i say with female dogs well i'll tell you that's tough hey can cats taste sugar can taste you know there's a lot of sugar and you know pet foods and human foods right. and stuff like that what about cats okay will be back oh uh, there we go <laughs> God, I just can't help it with it. okay true or false can cats taste sugar I'm gonna go with false Her, no oh okay I thought it was wait a was minute like, they cannot <laughs> they cannot taste sugar so so can cat yeah Because I was like, why would this
1: be? Why wouldn't they? Cats
0: can't taste sugar. Okay. Bottom line, there. Okay. They don't have sweet taste buds. Got it. They're kind of like cats, you know. Cats are supposed it's very to eat, interesting. You know, though. cats are supposed to eat birds and mice, right? Right. Well, they don't have any sugar to them, right? But anyway, and so dogs eat according to smellability, and so do uh, cats, basically. And that's why when you bring out a can of tuna, mm-hmm. you know that cat's going to do a flip flop. I will take that tuna right now <laughs> because it, it is more of the smellabilities is okay. what it is. You should never give your cat raw fish. You know, like let's say you go out and catch a sunny right. and give it to it, yeah, to the cat. You're not supposed to give them raw fish like that. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Hmm. I just know that. Okay. Let's head to the phone lines.
1: Yes, we have Christy, and she has a kitten, and she has a question about putting a collar on it. All right. Hi, Christy. Hello.
0: Hello. How old is your kitten?
3: He is right around eight
4: months old.
0: Eight months? Okay. And the reasoning for putting a collar on him would be?
4: Honestly, Katie, it's just for aesthetics. It's cute, and it has a bell.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, is this cat allowed inside, outside? Uh, He's uh, an indoor cat solely. Okay, okay. Uh, the problem I have with a collar and a cat. Is the fact is that they can get them, you know the, their whiskers give them the dimensions of what they can squeeze squeeze through things, and I would just worry that the collar will get hung up on something, you know. If you just need a smile for a moment, you know what I mean for a co- because the cat's hanging out, you put the collar on, okay. But otherwise, though I would not let the cat be free in the house because there's too many weird things that they can get into that it can get caught on, and I'd worry about it. And the bell thing dri- would drive me nuts. <laughs> cats. <are laughs> supposed to be stealth not exactly. where's <laughs> the cat <laughs> you know i could see people put bells on the cats if they go outside because they want them to the bell to spook the bird so he doesn't eat they don't eat so many birds You know, but they still outside, I'd still worry about anything around a cat's neck because they are, you know, they're meant to squeeze through real small spaces, uh, the way their shoulder blades are, so that they can, and like I said, it may get hooked, uh, the collar may get hooked on something as they're trying to squeeze through something. And so that's what I would just worry about. I'm not a big fan of that. You know, they do have harnesses now that, you know, if you want to take your cat for a walk, that they've gotten the harnesses a lot better. And usually you don't take your cat for a walk, you just kind of walk with your cat. Cat.
4: <laughs> yeah, I have one of those for my older cat. It's a harness that goes around his yep. stomach. Mm-hmm. And then basically he goes outside and he rolls around the grass and he eats the grass. Yep. And then. He does not
0: walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most cats. I've seen uh, in all my lifetime. I've seen a handful of cats that actually. There again, they weren't walking with the owners. The owners were walking with them, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. So I'm not a big fan of collars and cats because, like I said, it's just too weird. That and even dogs, I worry about dogs sometimes. They especially you have multiple dogs. They get to wrestling, and I've seen dogs that have their tooth have pierced the collar, and now they're they're literally hooked together, and now the now one they can't get away they start panicking when they start flipping i know one gal her dog died uh, they were there two dogs were playing in the backyard and a neighbor came over and said you got something a problem in your backyard and they looked and here what that's what happened the two the tooth, the tooth went through the collar the dog the dogs that had the collar on twisted and literally strangled itself oh my and so that's that why kind
4: of my thoughts too because i have you know an older cat and the young one, Frank, here, and they like to wrestle and play around. Yep. So it's kind of maybe thinking that. Louis would get Frank in a headlock
0: and yeah, they, yeah. there's just too many weird things that could happen when you've got a collar, spe- a collar, especially on just even if it's just a singular cat. When you've got multiple cats or multiple dogs, you got to really worry that you know weird things can happen. You know, and it's something so simple that well, but you don't think of. You know, you just yeah. you, a collar goes with a dog, and, and the story, you know. So, uh, okay. yeah, so that yeah, I, you just got to do what you're happy with. Personally, I would do is uh, get used to like. Maybe my daughter was so big into buying, you know how you buy outfits for the dogs? She'd get yeah. the smaller versions and insist on our one cat, Albert. Albert was one of these cats, whatever cats. She has got so many pictures of him in weird things, and he could care less. He never moved with them on. She'd just prop him in different positions and take pictures. And we all had a hysterical laugh. And there was only a handful of times that he did walk when she put B- a bee costume on it you know and he had the things the the little things in there for the uh, the antennas and the wings he actually took about three steps and then flattened <laughs> yeah,
4: that's exactly what my older cat did when i put him in a pumpkin
0: costume oh there you go there you go so you could have some right fun over. yeah you could have <laughs> some fun but the big thing is I, I just don't trust collars and cats so okay, okay. No, i appreciate that thank you so much you betcha have a grand day thanks for calling Bye bye. Yeah, it's just, uh, there's just too many weird things that can happen. I used to always keep a halter on my horse out in pasture, but then my one girlfriend who trains horses says, Kate, Kate and, I, and I knew better, but I'm right. just, when I'm always so paranoid that if the horses get out, mm. that I have nothing to grab. Right. You know, whereas I know. Because there's some horses that are easy haltered if they are out. You can walk right up and throw out. And then there's some that sometimes they get a little bit nutty in the heady because they're free. Yeah, they, sure. you know, and so you don't have anything to grab. And so that's what I've always been worried about. Finally, it's like, no, now I don't put a halter on them in pasture. Oh, I've been well, doing that for a couple of years yeah, now. Yeah, the so. collar
1: thing, though, I was... Never th- would have thought
0: about any of that yeah, being no. like dangerous. Yes. Uh, you know, because it's so, we're just so used to it. But like I said, that one gal that lost her one yeah. dog because it was, you know, a, a dog that was like a three year old dog. And then one that was like, I think a seven or eight months, <sighs> you know, technically as a puppy that got yeah. that strangled itself. So, mm. but anyway,
1: okay. Where are we at? We have Jane, and she has a question about aggressive behavior. Her dog Ooh. has aggressive behavior towards other dogs.
0: Okay. Hi, Jane. How you doing? Hi, Katie.
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for
0: taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. What kind of dog do you have?
4: So, we have a three year old male German short hair. Okay. Um, he is altered and okay. he is out of a litter that we had. Uh, so we also have his mama dog. Okay. And they are, our, our yard is completely fenced in in the back. Yeah. Um, so, recently my husband has been trying to yard train him, um, like with the garage door open and that kind of stuff. And we have realized that he is extremely aggressive towards other dogs. He has gone after two dogs one walking by on a leash out on the road and then another one up at our lake property.
0: So we are wanting desperately
4: to find out how to crack that.
0: Okay. Um, does he have any play buddies that's outside of his pack?
4: No, and I, I think that's... Probably the issue. Bingo
0: really have not been socialized. Yeah. so he's only known his own pack, and so he doesn't know how to react, even though he knows how to behave around a dog, aka somebody he knows, but he didn't have yeah. to use a body language and figure out how to make a friend and be a friend. Okay. That's why yeah. when you know people get eight, ten week old pups, I want them to meet have meet one or two other dogs that are not within their pack outside of their territory, and then eventually okay. come into their own territory. Because the first month Month, uh, from 10 weeks 12 weeks to five months that's the biggest time of social skills because there's more they eat more eat readily or steadily accept new things and new dogs new people new things like that so that's why it, it, within that if we, he wasn't socialized properly then later that will turn into uh not good <laughs> okay is what it is
4: well about six months ago we had to take in one of our litter um for about uh, about two months and rehome him okay. which we were able to do and there again was extremely aggressive towards him in the beginning but we were able to get them to be fast buddies within mm-hmm. about three days
0: okay so yep. that
4: was a good sign right
0: but see um, it's going to take some work on your part like let's say you want to uh, you want him to have a play buddy and so you find a, a dog that is not pushy that is not a bully there's more of an easy okay. going dog and you start going for walks where they're walk. you're walking parallel you know with so you're both going north or whatever you know and so then okay. eventually the goal is is that they can touch noses and then keep on walking and then you know they, okay. you slowly just like you did before there's some dogs because they're not sure how to be a friend they don't they, they can't read the body language correctly so it takes them okay. a while to to make that 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 connection. All right. So okay. that's why you, if you can try to find but if you, you do not want another pushy, it'll be all hell will break loose. Okay? okay. And so what you got to okay. do is find one that's, uh, but also like I said, you got to read, don't be in a hurry to turn them loose. You know, when you can right. start start seeing that, you know, when you they touch no, just a quick touch noses and then move on. See, let's go, good job. You know, but don't let them, the big thing that starts a huge fight is if a dog lingers in the hardware department too long you know, the private area, they want to sniff. Okay. That's what causes most fights in adult dogs all right they've got to learn to just take a quick sniff and move on the more they linger the more things can hit the fan quick and so, Brilliant. and then he'd, he'd have a better chance of with another female than another male. All right, but okay. there again, it comes down to the personality. Uh, that's the the bigger picture there. And so, like I say, you just go for walks. You don't have to go for miles. You you know, take five minutes, ten minutes out of a day, and go for a walk down the block and then back again. It doesn't have to be for hours and hours. And so, each time you go for a walk, you're going to see them he, him not be as rigid and stiff and being a little bit more easygoing with it. And then okay. when you can see his body is. Meaner is starting to loosen up that's the time where you can sniff noses but just a quick sniff don't let them sniff 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 because all of a sudden all hell can break loose okay okay and so that's why you've got to learn to read that book i don't know if you heard that one earlier canine body language by aloff right a-l-o-f-f a- that's what so that you can learn to read the body language because something all as right. simple as the tail is wagging real slow but a dog means business when he starts appearing bigger Whereas, you know, he, has he he raises his head, his shoulders, like, stands on his tiptoes, and his demeanor becomes, like, uh, solid and then very frozen, then all of a sudden, okay. anything can happen when that happens, all right? So all that's right. what you've got to get really good at reading so you can get into his head and don't yell at him. It's going to, hey, hey, what's okay. this over here? Let's check this out. What's this over <laughs> here? Oh, <laughs> yes, that is. You know, de- okay. defla- defray him. Don't scream and yell at him. That will make him even He's already... Um, on the edge he's already stressed okay that will even stress him out more so you've got to be the referee that comes in and deflect you know okay to your corners (laughs) before (laughs) anything happens that's the big thing there because otherwise things can happen and then uh, and that's the thing he you've got to find a dog that's just kind of a calm whatever demeanor so like if he does get a little snarky it's not going to be you know what I mean? That dog won't react to his act, and then you can get in there. Hey, hey, hey! You be nice. You be nice. Come here, come, right. on, come here. You be nice, and so eventually it will be. But it's slow and steady wins the race. And it, I mean, and how slow? It could be a couple months. It could be a couple weeks. We don't know. Everything's different, okay. okay? But that book, Canine Body Language, will really help you out a lot, okay? Great. Okay, and then if you're really awesome. worried, you can put a muzzle on him. You know, and so you get him used to a muzzle, the cage muzzle, not the Velcro kind, the cage muzzle, get him used to it, sit with a treat, give him a treat, put the muzzle on, pet, 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 take the muzzle up, give him another treat. I'm not a treat person, but this is where treats come in handy. And so anyway, so when he sees the muzzle, he wants to shove his head into it (laughs) because that's fun. And then you have him wear it more and more and more. So then if you're in the least bit worried, you technically got control of the situation. You know, he can't bite another dog. He may pounce on it, but you know, he can't bite it. Until you okay. start feeling better about the whole situation, okay? Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Well you thank you so much. Take care, kiddo. Bye bye. All right, yes, it's that time. Let's see. Bald eagles. Okay, Jason Matheson had this on his show too. People don't realize what is the sound is when they when you hear like see a bald eagle and they put a sound up on the board, is that the true bald eagles sound or are they dubbing it? We'll be back. If they do the flash patch, I would say do Elvis or something. <laughs> I know, like go farther back. Yeah, move Hawaii or, you know, um, but anyway. Oh, well, it is what it is. It is beat music, so that's what we need. We want upbeat yes. music. Okay. What was what my question? Something about bald eagles. I'm oh. not sure if I'm following okay. this okay. question. So, you know, you always like in the movies. You know, they they show you a bald eagle, and then you hear the sound, just like with a horse, you hear a horse yeah. sound, and a dog, you hear a dog mm-hmm. sound. Okay, do they use the voice of a real bald eagle, or do they dub it? Dub it. Yes, they do. And have you ever? What everybody should go do is go listen to a bald eagle. You know what the cry is, and then listen to. And usually, what they dub it with is a, a red tail hawk. Because they've got a, kind of a skin. And same with the peregrine falcon.
1: And the only reason I was thinking that is because I remember I was on, like, some school field trip. And they were talking about that, I think, with whales or something. Okay. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't think it's legit. Yep.
0: Yep. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's the... When you look at the how majestic the eagle is, we mm. all think that you know just like the sound we're used to hearing. Yeah, it does. Uh, and somebody called on Jason Matheson's show, called and said that when because they were talking about eagles and they had the sound of the eagle, somebody finally called and said that is not an eagle. What an eagle sounds like. And both uh, Alexis and Jason were like, "What?" I probably yeah, they, don't never, know now. Yeah, we never heard that, <laughs> and so they went and googled the sound of a bald eagle. And was like, whoa! Okay, it I'm really do that. is a stupid. sound. Is it? Oh, it's yes. probably not as majestic. Oh <laughs> no, no it's very uh, silly, stupid. I don't know what oh. word you want to use, but you should uh, Google the sound of a bald eagle, and then Google the sound of a, a peregrine falcon. And then a red-tailed hawk. Okay, they you, those are usually the two that I think they dub them with, you know, so that he so, they sound more, so, I don't, yeah, uh, sophisticated. I, I guess, guess. <laughs> that's so interesting. Well, yeah, they dub the the, hmm. the bald eagle, they dub his voice. Oh. What a bummer. Okay, let's head to the phone lines.
1: We have Tina, and she has a question about um, her cat's thyroid issues. All right, hi Tina. Hey, Katie. Um,
3: yeah I have a I think she's about ten years old okay. um she just got on this medication about maybe four four to six months ago. It's uh felt from a mazel or something like that, okay. and it's uh, two point five milligrams twice a day. Um, She was kind of acting all really weird and hungry all the time. So um, the doctor put her on, you know, tested her levels and all. And and then um, we've had her on it for a while. She went back in and got her levels tested again, and she was fine. But now she seems like she's starting to act like, I mean, she follows, if I'm making food or I go to the kitchen, she's just constantly looking for, and she has food in her bowl, but I give her her pill with, with wet food now because Mm -hmm. i have to crush it and put it in there
0: um
3: so i don't really know i mean i guess i could just call my vet again but um i just thought i'd ask you what you think
0: okay first of all she's 10 years old now is she overweight
3: not really no um no actually when she went into the vet a few months back she had lost quite a bit and then she's gained some back but i don't think she's overweight at this point she doesn't
0: have a belly swiffer
3: well she's got a little hang in there
0: okay um, Uh, because usually thyroid now is it hyperactive or is it overactive or underactive thyroid uh
3: oh okay um, if it's
0: overactive they're real skinny if it's underactive they're fat
3: well she had lost quite a bit of weight so i'm going to go with skinny on that so hyperactive i think so okay Because she she was always she just never seemed like she was she was always hungry okay
0: okay what foods have you been feeding
3: Um, well, I do have this hard food that I give her, um, that's always in her bowl if she needs something to eat. It's a blue buffalo, just like a basic, I think it's blue buffalo. I think that's what it's called. And then now with the canned food, I've been buying kind of varieties of stuff just to see what's good and what she likes, um, most, okay. Most of it she'll like. I've, I tried like Nutrisource, but she didn't. She's kind of turned away from okay. it. So I,
0: I've been just trying different kinds. And, okay. Um, the big thing yeah. with this cat, okay, you got to remember, cats came from the desert. They're not supposed to eat any dry matter. They get their moisture from what they eat. And what where the house cats get into a huge problems is that we bring them into our house and we feed them a bunch of brown dumb nuggets, and that creates a big crash fests for their whole mm. system a cat should never be eaten dry food period end of story if they oh. don't have access access to birds and mice and so like my barn cats i give them dry food at night i mean just if you probably it's like two tablespoons a piece to yeah. get them in the barn so I can lock them in the barn at night so they're not causing right. havoc out. And usually that's when they get hit by cars. <laughs> but anyway, so the thing is, is that you, by changing this cat's diet, you will bring this cat back to huge, uh, huge. And so you know, because see, cats have a total no carb need. And what is dry food? At least 50% is carb. And so sure. carbs turn into sugar, and then there lies the problem. Plus, a cat can oh. never drink enough to compensate for the dry matter of eating dry food. Plus, by you leaving it out, that that food is going stale and rancid, and now you're feeding her yucky food. And so her system has to compliment. Because even though we don't see that brown nugget changing, when people do the same thing with dogs, okay, and they wonder why the dog doesn't eat much. And I I finally realized why dogs stay thin having food out all the time. Because the only time they really eat is when you put some fresh stuff in. Then they Mm -hmm. go and eat that top, and then they walk away. You know, so... And so that's why I mean, the fresh stuff hasn't gone rancid yet, that, like what was sitting in the bowl. So if this is my cat, remember, I'm not a vet, but boy, I'll tell you, I've had my fun ton of share of cats. And sure. I'm taking it my business to learn about cats. First of all, you need to get the book, Your Cat. Your Cat okay. by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. That's a Bible for all cat owners. Okay. Second of all, no dry food whatsoever. Okay. Th- third of all, you want to give some raw, like raw hamburger, raw chicken. Uh, they they I do now have some raw uh, formulated for cats, and they do have freeze-dried, which is raw, but the moisture taken out, and what you just do is uh, crumble it up and add a little bit more moisture, and then to okay. your know, water, and then they'll... Um, they'll eat that, uh, and then the grain-free canned foods, but not total. I mean, you always want grain-free, always. Okay. okay. Now, Nutrisource came out with seven that has no chicken in it. That's another thing that's a problem in the cat world. Everything they are chickenized to death, and so okay. that's why seven of them do not have. So you could try one of those seven. Also, okay. there's you got there's Red Barn. Okay, the Nutrisource. We got Red Barn. We got Dave's. We got Merrick. Uh, Those are some of the ones that I feed that my cats really like. And what you want to do is you want to save the label of the ones your cat does not like. Because then you'll remember the ones they don't. But you got to remember, cats take change really hard. My cat, my Adeline, will eat anything that is not nailed. I mean, I throw a grass, a blade of grass down. Oh, oh, I got it! I got it! <laughs> you know, and because I've always rotated my cat's food, so they don't care what's in the dish. They just scrunch down. As but cats that I have gotten, I had to work into it. So you always add. Don't just turn if they turn their nose up and walk away. Just kind of slowly add it, and it should always be at room temperature, never okay. cold. Okay. Okay. If I have okay, a hold on a second. We'll, hold on. We'll feature. come back. Hold on. Okay. We'll be right back, folks.